Hi everyone, I hope you are well. My name is Max Porter, and welcome to the second installment of the Connecticut Connection podcast. This podcast purpose is in its name. It is to connect Connecticut. I select guests who are vital to the state, give them a platform to share their experiences, and allow for the formation of bonds with listeners. In this episode, I will be talking with Danbury Police Department Chief Patrick Rittenhauer. Growing up in Waterbury, Connecticut, Chief Rittenhauer has stayed very loyal to his state by serving in various Connecticut police forces since 1988. Chief Rittenhauer joined Danbury's police department a few years ago, on July 11, 2016, when he became chief. Despite not being in the city for too long, he has already done so much impactful work in the area. On June 10, 2021, Chief Rittenhauer became the first African American to be president of the Connecticut Police Chiefs Association. A very inspiring person indeed, and I am so happy to have him on the Connecticut Connection podcast. Hi, Chief Rittenhauer. How are you? I'm good, Max. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Yeah, uh, just happy to be talking with you this morning. Um, I'm sure it'll be a great discussion. Why are you a police officer? Um, I think uh, I've been doing this since 1988, so I'm in my 33rd year now doing this. I think I've always had a desire to help people. And policing is just the avenue that goes to do it. Uh, my father served as a police officer in the 1950s and the 1960s and the early 1970s. And my mom was a school teacher. So I guess public service was always in my DNA. Uh, I don't remember my dad's service, though, because I was very young when he retired from an injury. Uh, but I guess it just always stuck with me that this is something I wanted to do. Yeah, it's it's definitely a noble cause. I definitely agree. So thank you for putting in that work to do this. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, Thank you. What defining moments in your life have gotten you to the point that you are in today? I think there's been several moments for me. Uh, you know, when I was young, I was fortunate enough to have some very positive interactions with police officers in my... I grew up in Waterbury, which is about um, 25 miles uh, up here in Danbury. Um for a very brief time, we lived in an area where several of my neighbors were police officers. Uh, but to me, they were just regular people. Uh, and I was often at their homes playing with their children, having dinner. So, you know, I got to see them as human, be- as human beings. Um, unfortunately, when I was about eight or nine, I had my first experience of witnessing an officer that wasn't nice to people. Um, he, what I felt at the time was unnecessary force on a young teenager. Uh, and then as a teen, I also had some incidents, uh, unfortunate incidents in other cities and states when I was visiting relatives. Um, but those were always the exceptions rather than the norm based on my own experiences. And I had several interactions with police officers during my teens. And with the exception of one, I was always treated fairly. Hmm. That's that's good to hear. And um, obviously, I, I imagine that's the Danbury Police Force's goal to facilitate those positive interactions. Right, right. Um, and, and when I first became a police officer, I had the good fortune of meeting a man who became my mentor throughout most of my career. He was a sergeant at the time in the Waterbury Police Department, and he was always there to give me advice and keep me grounded. Uh, this was in addition to my dad, who, as I said earlier, also had served as a police officer. I was just barely 21 when I started, so I needed guidance. My mentor helped me study for promotional exams, and I was able to go up through the ranks in my department. 
And when I was when I was a lieutenant, my chief at the time gave me the opportunity to attend a three-month leadership program at the FBI Academy in Virginia. And that was a life-changing moment for me. Uh, the program gave me the tools, the skills, and most importantly, the confidence I needed uh, to continue up the ranks. And apparently my chief had seen something in me that I hadn't seen in myself at the time. Uh, because this was a coveted training assignment that less than 1% of the nation's police officers ever get to experience. Oh, wow. And so shortly after my return, I was promoted to captain in the department, and um, I don't know if you know, but I am an African-American, and at that time, no African-American officer in my city had ever rank. So, mm -hmm. so these are all things that got me to where I am today, um, and um, I, I'm, I'll never those people, uh, my mentor, he passed away a couple of years ago. His name was Sam Beeman. Uh, he was a, um, a veteran of the Vietnam War. He was a helicopter crew chief in Vietnam uh, and, and in, in the Marines. And, um, and he, was a, he retired as a police lieutenant in Waterbury. And, uh, I never forget the people who, who helped me get to where I am. And that chief, his name was Eddie Flaherty. Um, he gave me that opportunity to go to the academy and then Subsequently, the chief, uh, Neil O'Leary, gave me opportunities in the Waterbury Police Department that I'll never forget either, and he's now the mayor of Waterbury. I'm glad that you were able to be mentored by what sound like some amazing people who yes, have really... Yes, absolutely amazing people. There's, there's many, many more. Uh, Cicero Booker, uh, a captain there named Bill Wendling. You know, just people who take an interest in you. And, and, and you know, like I said, sometimes see things in you that you don't see in yourself yet. And, and give you the opportunities and the conversations to, to help you get to where you need to be. Yeah, people who care. That's that's most important. Yeah. Um, so, first of all, uh, with the breaking news um, from yesterday with the flooding from Hurricane Ida on uh, September 1st, which was yesterday, um, what is the Danbury Police Force uh, doing to help with whatever and however uh, Danbury has been affected? Sure. I mean, our, our officers, I mean, obviously we're a 24-7 operation, and uh, we've been out uh, working. We're just uh, a part of the team here in Danbury. We have a great team here in Danbury with the fire department, our emergency management director, the health department, and with public work. And uh, we've, we've been assisting them in whatever way possible, but we've also been monitoring some of the, um, the areas get flooded heavily and advising residents accordingly. And right now our main role has been uh, blocking off roads where um, there's severe flooding to keep people safe and not going through those, those areas uh, with, their, with their vehicles. Uh, but uh, like I said, we assist uh, when necessary. You know, the health department worked on uh, the shelter operations, and if they need assistance from the police, we give them that. Uh, fire department, uh, when they need assistance, we give them that. And uh, public works as well. And we also have the ability through our emergency services unit, if roads get blocked, if, they're, if, um, if the fire department and public works are tied up, we have some equipment to be able to clear some roads of trees and stuff as long as power lines aren't, uh, aren't down. Uh, creating a hazard. What makes Danbury special and a unique city to police? For me, all day long, it's the people. Mm. Uh, I think the diversity of this city is amazing. And while at times it's a challenge, it's the, I think the people in this city are great. And overall, they've been very supportive of the police uh, across all demographics. 
And so when you get that kind of support, you have a desire to maintain positive relationships and go the extra mile. And uh, because of the diversity, we get an education every day about cultures, customs, and the like that I believe make are well-rounded as both police officers and as human beings. I'd like to um, go into a little bit more about the interactions with the community, and as you said, um, they're overall very positive. So how has the Danbury Police Department changed over the years in practice and in their relationship with the community, and what hope do you have for the future? I'm not so sure we've had to make major changes like, like other places have. Um, I, you know, from, you know, I've only been here for about five years now. I came in as chief, and so, but from what I've heard from people in the community, I try to get out as much as I can and, and interact with people. And I've made a lot of friends here already in, in that short time period, uh, who, you know, get to me straight. And, and, um, from what I found is that, you know, Danbury has always done things, try to, uh, develop and maintain those positive relationships with the community. So, uh, in doing so, we, we, we continue on with things like our Citizens Police Academy, where we get the opportunity to tell people what we do, why we do it, and elicit their input on how we can do it better. Uh, we participate in many community events. Just recently, the Beaver uh, Street Block Party uh, officers were there throughout the day and, uh, and through the Fraternal Order of Police uh, organization, uh, they were out there uh, with, you know, hot dogs for, for the kids and, and for anybody who uh, was, you know, wanted one. And, um, you know, we have a, uh, we partnered with the United Way and their organizations to uh, an annual party on the patio right here at police headquarters. Uh, we didn't do it this August, We're hoping to make do something around the Halloween time this year, uh, if COVID uh, uh, permits, uh, where we give back to school supplies, uh, information to services that are available for families in crisis. Uh, we also have food for the people and just an opportunity for them to come to the police department for something positive to help, again, help show that we are, we want to be part of the community, not, um, want to be part of the community as opposed to being apart from the community and so, like, you know staffing's always always a challenge but we also we always try to encourage all of our officers re, regardless of their assignment to uh to interact in a positive way with the with the community so that develops a positive image for our department uh, of course and I'm, I'm really pleased to hear all that because um i think community policing and interacting with the community it's just simple interactions like barbecues and just playing sports with the community. Um, it's just such a simple thing to do, and it makes such a positive impact. And a lot of police departments don't engage in that, and I'm really pleased that Danbury is um, because it makes Actually, you and I are on the same page yeah. with that. I mean, I, I think we learn more about each other over over a meal and over conversation than we'll ever learn in a in a, in a four hour, eight hour, even a week long class, you know, exactly. that just have to get out and engage people and you learn so much and you, and you find that, you know, what I've always found is that I don't care what culture you come from. We have so much more in common, uh, than we do 
differences once we sit down and talk to each other. How does the Danbury police force interact with neighboring departments like Brookfield, Bethel, and Danbury, for example? You know, fortunately, we have a great relationship with those departments. I um, mean, you know, I can rattle off the names. Chief Purcell in Brookfield, Chief Ceruto in New Milford, Chief Kreitz in Richfield, uh, Chief Pugner in, in uh, Bethel, Chief Viadero in Newtown, uh, Chief O'Donnell in Reading. You know, we have a great relationship with those departments. Uh, we, you know, we share assets from time to time. Uh, members of those departments are part of our regional uh, emergency services. Um, and just um, relatively recent, they all joined me in a forum. It was virtual uh, to address people's concerns about uh, policing. Uh, I was spearheaded by uh, a group called the uh, Danbury Works Initiative, the trust group of Danbury Works Initiative, which I participate on, and I invited all of them to participate so that we could get a so people could get a regional perspective on on. Um, and to express their concerns about policing uh, in this 21st century, and all without hesitation agreed to participate, and it was a very, very well-received forum. And I also have to mention Chief Connor from Western Connecticut State University. He uh, participated as well. How is the Danbury Police Department, because um, sometimes citizens group all police departments into one, and I think that's a mistake. So. How is it different from other uh, forces in Connecticut and throughout the nation? I mean, I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're, you know, if I want to say that we're different. I mean, I, I think, you know, we try, just like every organization tries, uh, to do the right things for the right reasons. And, uh, and sometimes we miss the mark, and sometimes other agencies miss the mark, too. Um, I don't think that you're going to find a a significant difference across the country when you look at policies and procedures and mm-hmm. statements uh, that are that are set out by the organizations. But uh, sometimes the culture and, and some of the organizations is different. And uh, we just have to work hard to, uh, across all police departments, to ensure that we are cl- uh, properly identifying the needs of, of our communities and responding to them. Mm-hmm. So... I, you know, I think we try to do that here. I'm sure we're not without criticism from some people. Uh, but like I said, overall, I think the support that we've gotten across all demographics here in this city says that we are at least moving in the right direction. Uh, this might be a, a, a tough question to answer um, because it's, it's, uh, you can go years back. Um, but one story, what one story summarizes uh, the Danbury Police Department, if there is one? You know, there's a lot of things, um, I, I think, over the years and, and really over recent times that we've we've accomplished. Um, I, I mean, I think the, the recent incidents that we've had where uh, we've had uh, a police response to ensure the you know safety of the people. I'm sure everyone is aware of what happened at the mall a few weeks ago and, mm-hmm. and the, the comfort level of, of our officers and getting there and, and making the the people feel comfortable. There were hundreds of people in the mall at the time, um, and the appreciation that many expressed when I was there uh, as we were leading them out to safety, and they were just, like, so, you know, thankful of quick response. But, you know, those are are the things that we're we're trained for and that we're built for. But um, I'll quickly read something to you that uh, I got yesterday, actually. Um, 
about one of our officers uh, that I think defines our department, uh, largely defines our department as a whole. Um, there was a lady who um, her husband was at work and she couldn't get out of her car, so she asked her neighbor, neighbor to help, their, help her get a chair out of her, her car. It was a couch, actually. And um, then the neighbor couldn't help her get up the stairs into the house. It was 11 o'clock in the morning. There was no one around, and then she saw an officer, and she took a chance on asking that officer to help. And without fail and without hesitation, very enthusiastically, he did help her get that couch in into her apartment and to and to get it all you know set up. So those are the types of things that I think sometimes go unnoticed by our officers. There's many many uh, more stories where people have and seen our officers uh, helping people put bring groceries into the house. Um, uh, pouring rain, asking, putting them in the car and giving them a ride home. Uh, you know, those are the types of things that we're here to do. We're here to answer, you know, and, uh, and our, you know, Danbury Department, DPD, dependable, professional, and dedicated. Mm. That's what we are. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot more stories out there uh, that you haven't gotten emails about that represent that positive um, uh, culture of the Danbury Police Department. And we all really appreciate that. The final question that I'd like to ask you is just simply, what is your message to the people of Danbury? That we're here for them. We're, we're here for them, but we try to be a listening and a learning organization and that no one should ever feel like they can't bring their concerns to our attention as well as their complaints. If, if uh, there's suggestions on how to do things better, uh, we're here to listen and we're always striving to to be better as an organization. And uh, we're committed to their safety, uh, the safety of this great community, and uh, we're not going anywhere, and we're just going to keep working hard. Thank you so much, Chief Rittenhauer, for talking to me today. I, I really learned a lot, and I'm sure the listeners will as well. Thank you, Max. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, and please tune in to the next episode of the Connecticut Connection podcast, which is released on various Hamlet Hub and podcast sites.